0: It's from that silence, from that nothingness, that then um, something new that is coming from you has room to come forth. You might not, It might be there, but you won't hear it if it's being drowned out by the chatter of all these other things. Welcome to Think, Act, Get with James Schramko and Ezra Firestone. What you think determines how you act, which results in what you get. So join in now as we discuss how you can think differently, act faster, and get high-performance results in your business.
1: Hi there, listener. Welcome back to another episode of Think, Act, Get. Ezra Firestone here with my partner, as always, James Schramko. James, how you doing, man?
2: I'm doing great, thank you, Ezra. A little scratch to the head, but apart from that, I am... Yeah,
1: man, I saw that. It seems like surfing's dangerous.
2: <laughs> there are risks involved. So you know, you know. I'm, I'm still not sure why we're not all wearing helmets, like in the snowboarding, where... People weren't doing that ten years ago, but now it's common practice. Dude, you could be the first guy with a bright pink helmet just out
1: there rocking it.
2: There is a guy with a helmet out there every day, and I often wondered if it's because he's very protective or if he, you know, he has an injury that means he has to wear it. Yeah, but I did see Jeremy Flores wearing one in the Tahiti competition. I
1: think I'm. I want
2: to, and also Sally Fitz wore well, one. Uh, as well, because she had an ear injury. So I think, you know, maybe in 10 years from now, it'll be more standard. But I probably could have benefited from her helmet <laughs> the other day. And it was just a silly little thing. But I, yeah, I got a bump to the head, and I should be back in the water in a day or two.
1: Yeah, you're a soldier, man, because that's a pretty gnarly gash you got going there. I'm using surf lingo now. Gnarly.
2: Yeah, that was very surf lingo, and considering I, I, put, I threw it in there. Went surfing with you. I fully expect that, that you'll be up with the terms.
1: Yeah, I could use a helmet personally myself.
2: I'm running people over <laughs> you all the definitely time. Definitely could. I've seen you take off on some pretty unmakeable waves in in your time.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, when I was growing up in Hawaii, it was it was go rush them. That was what you had to do, right? You had to just go rush if you wanted to be cool. You had to show that you weren't afraid. And I definitely wanted to be cool, and I was definitely afraid, so <laughs> I did it anyways.
2: Well, I've seen some of the things they do on uh, Who is Job, and that, that's on Red Bull. If someone's interested in checking that out, um, and they're kind of, they're kind of like those crazy guys, but in the surf, you know, the who are those guys who do silly stunts? Jackass guys. Jackass. They're like jackass by the water. And I don't agree with a lot of things they do, but they certainly do things that are way gnarlier uh, than what I do.
1: Well, you know, we're as, as fun as that is, and maybe I'll check that out, we have got a podcast episode to record on the topic of solitude, time spent alone, the state of being by yourself, solitude. What is it? How are you using it? And how is it affecting your business and your life? That's what we're looking at in this episode of Think I Get.
2: It's a great topic and one that I wouldn't have expected from you, Ezra.
1: Well, I mean, you wouldn't have, right? I'm the guy who grew up on a commune, have always been around groups of people, have literally been anti-solitude. I don't want to be by myself. I like being with people. Uh, I didn't see the value in being alone. I saw the value in stimulation and, and, you know, the creativity that comes with relating with other people. And I was sort of anti-solitude. And it turns out that I was somewhat anti-solitude because I was afraid of what I'd find when I just spent time, you know, with myself. And what happened was – I just took my first time ever since I got online like nine, 10 years ago, my first time ever really, really disconnecting from the digital medium, completely going offline. I went on a meditation retreat with my wife and we took away the routine and the stimulation of our daily lives. And then we didn't replace it with anything else. We didn't replace it with a new place or a, a vacation. We replaced it with solitude. And um, it was, really uh intense and i don't think i want to do it again anytime soon but the value of the experience is undeniable
2: well certainly i read about the experience in a book called 10 percent happier and this guy was sort of conveying his process of going to a silence retreat and how hard it was especially in the beginning you know he went just burst into tears he was going through enormous uh, adjustments to it but I must say, you know, when we went to Hawaii a couple of years ago and we were living together in the hippie commune, I was actually quite surprised at how interactive with your computer and devices you are compared to where I was at at that time. And it's really good to hear that you were able to put it down for a short period. How long did you go without it?
1: I went uh what what 11 days maybe um, 11 solid days without it and uh yeah man kicking the juice wasn't easy
2: i got to tell you <laughs> you know i was reaching well, tell, tell me this when you got back to the real world you know was there major catastrophes or was it not not as bad as you had feared it might have been
1: nothing bad happened at all in fact i was like what am i even doing online
2: if everything still happens when i'm gone maybe i should leave more you know that's the that's the truth you know uh, one of the exercises that I learnt by accident was when I was travelling to the United States earlier on, uh, probably sort of seven years ago, and six years ago, uh, in particular, I think I went pretty much every month for a year about six years ago, I was h- hopping on that aeroplane and you lose 16 hours or more, you know, including transport time of internet. Mm. So I started doing the, the day off the computer the whole day off the computer. And I was constantly surprised, you know, things still actually worked. And then when you, then you start taking like a Sunday off, just don't turn the computer on for the entire day. And then you can creep that to maybe a Saturday. And then you start building infrastructure. But here's the real lesson that when you are away from the business, when you get back, it actually reveals itself to you. You can't see it when you're in it. It's like that mythical uh, boiling the frog exercise where it doesn't notice the temperature changing around it. But when you step away from it, it reveals itself. It'll actually show you what it's doing well and it'll obviously show you what it's not doing well.
1: Totally. And there's a kind of perspective and creation that is available from the position of not being like, you know, sort of poked all the time by your life and your business and your routine that you just can't get any other way than removing yourself from it. And I actually brought this episode, I've got a surprise, I brought my solitude guru which is my wife, Carrie. She's going to come on in just a second. And why I say that is because the reason why I did this thing is because she's really into like spending time by herself. She'll just go and, and close a door and do a painting and just be like alone. And she really thrives on it. And I've never really understood it. Like, what are you doing all by yourself all the time? You know, not all the time, but a little bit. And, and so I really wanted to understand her more. And that was sort of my, one of my big reasons for, for going on this experience because I would not have chosen this experience by myself. And so I bring to you Carrie. And, uh, you know, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming. Welcome. Thanks. Hey.
0: Hi, James. Hi, listeners. Good to
1: hey. chat. Yeah. So, so, you know, this is an experience that you're interested in and that, that I feel like now I understand a little bit more.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the things that solitude does for me is it recharges me. Anytime that I take even just a couple hours to be by myself without electronic devices without anybody needing anything from me or me needing to do anything else after that period of time by myself no matter what I'm doing you know it could be just sitting there meditating or you know breathing or painting or playing an instrument when I come back out to my regular life and my cycles I am recharged and I have more energy and more clarity on what I'm doing in the rest of my life
2: yeah, and I'm on the same page yeah. as you. As much as Ezra can't understand what you're up to when you're doing the quiet stuff, I now look at people who are just glued to devices and sucked into this, the Facebook world, and I think, well, you know, do you realise what's going on there? Do you know how overstimulated you're getting, and how hard it is to get perspective when you're in it, you're inside that virtual world? And I've I've reached a point in life where I have very low tolerance for that. And I think if I look back as to where that came from, I was running a really busy sales team and and a big office and I had people in my office every five minutes needing something, wanting something, asking questions, requiring a decision. The phone would ring all day long. And then I had four kids running around at at home. You know, When you're surrounded by family, there's never really time off. Ask any busy mum and they'll tell you that. And then there was the sporting where I was involved in a a group sport of of sailing where there was three people on the boat and you needed to function as a team unit. It it wasn't a solo pursuit. And then um, then, of course, in business, I surrounded myself with a forum. I literally built an online family slash community to nurture, which I've been doing for the last eight years. So it's absolutely critical to counterbalance that with time in complete isolation. And that's probably why I've resonated so strongly with surfing as an example, because that is a solo sport. It can't be outsourced. There's no tech and you have to be responsible for yourself and and where you put yourself. And you're also able to really connect with the earth in a way that a non-surfer probably can't understand so much, you know, unless you're doing something involving involving nature. If you get to see a sunrise come up and a dolphin swim past, and you're in, you're just just feeling that the water and observing the the fish, etc. That that is a feeling that is so far disconnected from being inside that little electronic matrix.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting that um, taking time by yourself actually gets you outside of yourself in a way that that has you feel more connected to the world rather than isolated or alone.
1: Yeah, you know, it's getting back to the basics, right? There's like nobody there to distract you from yourself, so so therefore – you know, you don't blame anyone else for your state of being. And it's like a really quick way of taking responsibility for your life and your state because with the absence of other people to pin things on, you pin them on yourself. And it's also a great place to take inventory. Like it provides space uh, from your daily routines and your interactions with people. And you can really kind of objectively look at your life in a way that is not possible any other way.
0: Yeah, you're taken out of the, your default mode of functioning for a minute.
1: And I think that, you know, at the end of the day, it's just you and you want to know yourself because the better you know yourself the more deliberate you can be in your creation and there's a type of creation that this is what i discovered i was like writing poems and i wasn't doing business you know i was i was creating in a way that i i don't think i ever would have that i think was only available from the place of no stimulation or outside influence and just being left with myself to deal with and i th- i think again one of the things that has been so scary about solitude for me is i don't you know haven't really wanted to go that deep in confronting that i mean i do i, I
0: Well, you know, when, when you're alone, you get rid of all of this chatter and we talk about like the static of Facebook and all the electronics, you get rid of that. You get rid of the chatter of your interactions with people and you can really listen to what's going on within yourself. And it's from that silence, from that nothingness that then um, something new that is coming from you has room to come forth. You might not, it might be there, but you won't hear it if it's being drowned out by the chatter of all these other things.
2: Totally. I think it's definitely there. I, I think of terms like um, centered, core, your baseline, the calm. Once you're comfortable being by yourself and not having to require stimulation, it's actually uh, very peaceful. And, you know, I've sort of developed this to the point where. I might hop on a long-haul flight and not even bother reaching for the headphones. I could actually go for 14 and a half hours straight without needing to read a Kindle or watch a movie or talk to the person next to me and just to relax, like just basically eat a meal, close my eyes. uh, And I often come up with my best thoughts. But the other thing that you'll notice is that you become less angry and far more centered to, to what's true and, and how you feel about stuff instead of being flighty and moving around or, or um, quick to react to things. I've found that it takes a lot for, for me to, to boil or to get angry about something because I feel so much more centered than at any other time in my life.
0: Yeah, and you know, you raise a good point too about being able to take that solitude on an airplane when you're actually in quite close quarters to people. You don't have to go to the middle of the jungle in order to find solitude. You can create that in in your daily life.
2: I actually also take uh, some Bose noise canceling headphones, and I don't even plug it into anything. I just turn it on.
1: No, there's you can't travel (laughs) without them. Those are our.
2: I just turn it on, and and I keep the little end of the cord in my pocket and it just turns the plane off. It just goes to complete silence and that's it. I'm out. I've even missed meals where I've just been asleep. I've I've even slept like nine hours straight on an LA flight. So what about if someone is scared of being by themselves? I wonder if there's a possibility that they might get depressed if they're not having that interaction,
1: you know? Well, I mean, I think that... that it can be uncomfortable to confront yourself in that way, right? I mean like it's a lot to have to look at yourself and 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 a lot of people like to non-confront that <laughs> their lives and and how they actually feel and what's going on inside and what they're afraid of, but there's value in being uncomfortable. So
0: Well, you could also just start small, you know. You could start by taking 10 minutes after you wake up every morning, go to somewhere where or just lay in bed. Yeah lay in bed but it's it's nice to get out of bed that's true because then you're not just sleeping
2: (laughs) (laughs) good one coach yeah or how about um not turning on the tv Mm -hmm. so that you know you're getting rid of one of those little crutches that's sitting in the background that you know if you come home to an empty place it's pretty tempting to start turning on sounds and noises and and tv a lot of people like to have a tv on the background when they're working and they need that reassurance or that little cotton cloud of comfort to (laughs) to keep them there but it can be confronting to not turn that thing on in the beginning but you can actually really start to enjoy it and you kind of notice that time becomes less important as well
1: time is so weird when you have nothing like time the days lasted forever dude you can pretty much really bend it it was crazy how long the days lasted. It was like, whoa, what, what happens to my day and my normal life? It's, it's like this one day there was like five days in the normal in normal world.
0: Well, I had the opposite experience. Well,
1: that's, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, I felt like because my day didn't have any of these normal structures in it, I would just get so involved in whatever it was that I was doing, whether it was, you know, painting or just going on a walk. And then next thing I knew, it was time for our second meal. And I was like, oh, this day is gone.
2: It's the same. I, I just caught 12 flights and not one of the flights did I look at my watch or check the, the, the tracker as how long to land. And some of them are quite long. One of them was 15 hours. And it. I just didn't worry. I just let go of the need to know what time it is and how long it is to, to go. And, and I accepted that I'm not going to be able to change the actual Time, but I can change the way that I'm dealing with the fact that I'm in a confined spot of like one chair. <laughs> I think there's also
1: value in diversity of experience. Like, if you're someone who never spends time alone, go spend some time alone. If you're someone who spends all your time alone, go spend some time with people. Like, get out there and and, and put
2: yourself in a in a an unfamiliar position. Traveling to events is a classic one because you know, in my case, I'll I'll transit to the airport. So I'm, I'm the only person I know, usually, if I'm traveling by myself, then you're on the plane for a long time, you get to the... You get, you get to the event and you're a superstar. You get to the event, you're in the room by yourself, or the next thing you're in a mosh pit with 1,500 people. So it's like complete opposites. You could be completely busy and then absolutely by yourself. And you can you can turn that switch by you know going back to your room or not, and just... You can experiment with that. How long you comfortable? You know, can you go out and grab a meal by yourself, or do you feel compelled to go down to the the bar and drink yourself into oblivion till four in the morning? <laughs> you know, while we're on the
1: topic of events, you know, I was uh, I, I attended the super fast business mastermind session, as I like to do from time to time, and I heard about an event that seems like it's going to have a good chunk of solitude, but also the opportunity to mix with people. It's probably the coolest event I ever heard of. Uh, a week on the on the Maldives on a boat with you surfing three times a day I mean come on what what inspired that
2: I oh, was well, just doing it experiencing it for myself I went on two separate trips I was invited as a business coach on one of them and uh, the other one I was um, checking out the the region and the opportunity to, to tie in with my business ideas around what I want to do business slash surfing wise, because I think there's something for me there. And having done my research, I realized it was just fun. And then I thought, if I'm going to do masterminds, I really want to do it on a boat in the Maldives, or Maldives, as you say. So having experienced it, I thought I I would like to share this with people in my own community. So I put up a post about it. And I contacted the boat that I was on. And I rented the boat for the entire week and it gave me 14 spots. And I then put up a post about it in Superfast Business. And just by mentioning it on that mastermind and in the weekly news, it's fully subscribed. Hashtag
1: the value of an engaged community, right? I mean, of content. Yeah,
2: Yeah, absolutely. But... Um, it's so fun to have an experience with people who you know but again like on on topic when you're on that boat and it's close quarters living uh, it's a huge boat it's like 130 feet long it's not like a little dinghy but when you're on that boat with other people and you're sharing breakfast lunch and dinner i've committed to sharing the meals with people and chatting to them in between and also i've Definitely been open about the fact I'll be surfing as much as I possibly can. But if you feel like it's too much and you need some solitude, you just go down to your cabin, close the door, lie down on the on the bed (laughs) and shut your eyes, and you're completely isolated. And that's what I enjoyed about that trip. I was surfing, talking, eating, sleeping. And it was so good to do that for a week. And just for the record, I didn't take my laptop on the boat is there internet on the boat there is internet you can buy a sim card from the airport it's like forty dollars for a week there is internet on the boat but sometimes when it moors inside the atoll there's no internet at all and so it's mostly internet when you're near the island and not internet but i i went with the expectation that there really wouldn't be much internet and that i should build my business to the point by the time i go to the maldives that i can run my business from a mobile phone if I need to. And I didn't use my device much at all during the week. It's really
1: incredible,
2: the power of of a good team, you know? Well, and a, and a deadline. Having a deadline, I, I knew that trip was coming. I had time to put things in place. Uh, one of the bigger, biggest tasks that I was able to transfer off was something that I was too involved with on a day-to-day basis. and annoyed me. And I finally was able to shake it free and and move it off to someone else in the team. And and that was really driven by that deadline.
1: You know, it's a good point. The deadline
2: before our trip. So I would say this, anyone coming on the Maldives trip in September next year might make that a goal to not take the laptop, and to have the business fully function while you're away regardless.
1: This is a really good point that, you know, I had the same experience. We went on this two-, three-week trip, and I got more done leading up to that trip than I have in months. And I think that I may just plan another two-week trip offline just for the deadline.
2: The deadline is is where the power – I mean, it's just something John Carlton really drummed into me. And Before I go away, I, I write up a checklist. Okay, what needs to happen? I obviously need tickets, passport – Some currency, pack my bag, and I need to uh, send the team some content to publish. I need to make sure my calendar is blocked for that week. Uh, I won't allow any other appointments. If you know in advance, it's easy. And then, one little tip that I do just to really free your mind for that solitude when you are by yourself is I write down on my whiteboard anything that is left outstanding. This used to happen a lot more. Now, my whiteboard's usually blank when I go away. I've completely finished everything like days before I go. But in the old days, I'd write down the three or four things that I didn't quite get to rather than pull an all-nighter and, and uh, you know be paying bills at three in the morning or whatever. I'd just write them down. I'd check the date make sure that, that there's no, nothing outstanding. I'd even go through the refrigerator and throw out anything or consume anything that's not going to last till I get back and only have things in there.
1: James just goes on a binge eating all of his cookies before he leaves.
2: Yeah, well, no, I just start, you know, I shop less before the trip. And, you know, I'll check the expiry dates on stuff. And if it lasts after I get back, then I'll leave it. If, if not, I throw it away when I go. And, and I really don't have to throw much away anymore, which is great. But these are devices that allow you to let go. You're not worried about, oh, is the stuff in the fridge going to be moldy when I get back? Or You're not thinking, what was I doing before I left in the business? Oh, that's right. I've written it on the whiteboard so I can just let that moment go. So these little devices sound probably quite trivial but it's part of the technique to being able to really release is – Like knowing that someone else is doing the things that need to be done, knowing that you've left a note for yourself to look at when you get back so you can just pick up where you left off and then you can just let go and really relax into it.
0: Yeah, well, one of the great things about a period of solitude is that it's a mental cleanse. You're reading yourself of all this clutter and so if you declutter your workspace and your home space as much as you can before you leave, then you're going to... Come back into a space that matches where you are. You know, you'll it'll feel clean, and you'll feel clean, and it'll be a smoother transition back into everyday life.
2: And I also think it gives you a great opportunity to reassess all of your routines and habits that you had put yourself in before you left. Uh, And in my case, totally, totally. in my case, the thing that just did not fly after having some time off is Facebook. It it just it hasn't got my attention. It's gotten no interest I'll spend an hour and a half a week on it and I know that people spend all day long on it I, I'm not doing it anymore I've 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 done to death with social media I I really don't want to be looking at periscopes of people getting lost in Brisbane or whatever like that doesn't interest me turn off all notifications and I have such a low tolerance for it and I can't see myself getting back to a point where I'm going to be spending all day long in a, a, a virtual reality when the real reality is significantly more exciting for me.
0: You know, when, when I got back, a couple of days later, my cell phone died. And so I, I got a new one and I haven't reinstalled Facebook on it. And it's been so nice. I don't think I'm going to do it.
2: Yeah, and I, I, no? I totally can see that. In fact, my um, 24-inch LED monitor died a, a month or so ago. And I just started using my laptop on the air stand, and I'm probably not going to replace the the monitor. I I think I'm just leaning towards a little little simpler. I just keep one, you know, I've just got a laptop size screen open now instead of having a couple of browsers. And I'm finding this just having less of stuff is good. So just just even you know, that's my little laptop's got more solitude. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. So I think, I think you know, look, there's value in being alone. There's value in solitude. If you're not into it, check it out. We've got a weekly willpower wager for you. We'll roll, Carol. Weekly willpower wager. Thank you, Carol. We love that. I, I, I was listening back to some think I get episodes. I just love that clip. So our weekly willpower wager this week, go spend some time alone. Set aside at least four hours where you don't interact with anyone, anything, any digital medium. You and a notebook or an instrument. Just be in your space. Set it up to where you have no responsibilities. Nobody's coming to find you. Your phone ringer's off. And just spend some time with yourself and see what you discover.
2: Yeah, like a simple thing is to just leave your device at home. Um, so for me, I can walk across the road to the beach with a towel and a sunscreen and a hat and sunglasses if you want. <laughs> but I could just sit there at the beach. And, you know, every time I walk out of here to, to go and get food or whatever, I see people sitting on the beach, like cross-legged and just just looking out at the ocean, with just doing nothing. And I think, good on you. You are recharging your soul. You are uh, in control. And I think that's good. I think that the world would be a better place if more people spend a little bit of time doing nothing. So that's a great willpower wager. Awesome,
1: and and um, we've got some news and updates here, which is that super fast business, baby, baby, coming up March 2016. I actually sold the ticket last night via Facebook Messenger. I was uh, communicating with an old friend, and, and she is going to be in March, uh, in Sydney in March, and I said, look, you have got to come to this event. There is no better event in our industry. I will be there. Carrie and I just booked our pad on Manly Beach for the, for the week. We're going to be there beforehand and after. Actually, I believe, perhaps even in your building so
2: super excited yeah i've got a good surfboard with your name on it here
1: (laughs) you're running out of tickets or something right you're you're, you've got a hundred sold or whatever
2: oh there's about uh, there's 160 or so i I think we're going to be looking at several hundred participants in and it's on the beachfront here in manly which is considered a resort area it's a very easy transport from the airport it is uh it's what the third time we're having at this place? It's it's a really good event. I mean, I've been there. People travel from overseas. I've been there. What? Yeah, I was my, there the my, first time? Friends in the United States come over for it. We have people from the UK. It's it's a crazy good event. Tag listeners. It's a good event. I'm looking forward to curating the best possible speaker content. I'm gonna throw it down if you want to if you want to know about e comps yeah you know I demand I demand put it down stuff from everyone <laughs> presenting they've they've got my most valuable audience available to them I, I want them to dazzle the audience with amazing stuff and the feedback's always great and the, the videos from last event are inside Superfast business membership so someone can really get a feel for what's involved by checking that out uh, once you see the quality of the production you you think okay well this is good we don't worry about uh, all the big backstories or the sales pitches we're interested in you know the stuff that helps drive a business and that's why people come back every year what have you been up to on my side I had a product launch um, in August uh, which was
1: my biggest ever and we just got over 2 million in revenue which was fantastic and I was really really happy about that and and you know my 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 information publishing business is fast you know is fast taking over to be my biggest business and I'm super excited about it. I'm speaking at the Entrepalooza event and the Lead Pages Converted event. I've got my Blue Ribbon Mastermind and Traffic Bootcamp in December, so I'm just rocking and rolling. And I've got a dedicated team of ten people. The the, the folks we're bringing up now. One of the thing one of the bottlenecks that we realized was that I am the only person in our company who actually can scale advertising campaigns, and we don't want to rely on third-party agencies and so now we're training up uh, an ads manager and a conversion rate optimization manager so that the operations that i still do i cannot do and i can focus because mainly the operations that i still do are the ads and the cro and uh, and that i don't need to be doing that I, if i if i delegated everything else
2: yeah and most most publishing companies and and certainly all my bigger customers and like the supplements markets they all have a media buyer and a cro on board it's the way to go yeah so your job should be to look at the dashboard every day exactly and also to innovate and you know tell people and hold people accountable come up with the ideas to go and sit on the beach by yourself for a while and then come back with some amazing insight that the universe dropped into your brain.
1: That's right. And write some more poems, man. Uh, I may read my poem on one of these uh, episodes. Uh, it would actually I was trying to figure out if I should read my poem on my blog, but I thought eh, maybe it's too, you know, I think for think I get it might work. It might be a good one.
2: I don't know, your audience they do see you go off into the jungle with weird videos and I think they expect the unexpected from you. That's fair. That's fair. I just wonder how much of your unexpected activities were because you kind of pulled around everyone else's ideas instead of centered to your own stuff and how much of it's driven by you i I think the more time you have a solitude the more of a common thread might emerge in what you do that's
1: fair i mean i've always been a very very self-directed person not super influenced by what other people wanted me to do or thought of me i've always kind of moved in my own at my own speed or at least so i think right but who knows so comments we have got uh, a comment from Carol Amato on the awareness episode, and she said, boy, did I need this episode. I need to be aware of how I'm affecting others. Maybe I need to go listen to the ego episode again. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Episode request on challenge. That's an interesting topic That's request. That's a good one. I like
2: that one. Yeah, that is a good one. It's one we can relate to, I think. Yeah, certainly. Uh, we had Bernie on the improvement episode. Uh, hope can be despair or strength depending on where one sits. Burn. what do you think about that? Well done,
1: You know, I think that uh I think that anything can be considered anything depending on how you look at it, you know. I think yeah, your point of view dictates, you know, your reality. So how, what you think about things, how you judge them determines how you view them.
2: I think that that kind of ties in with solitude too. Solitude can change your point of view on your own world. Because you you're stepping outside of it for a bit, and then you step back in it. That's giving you different perspectives. So, I I think that's interesting. An interesting comment. Totally, dude. And, uh, you get, so we're going to do some quotes.
1: Yeah. Are you keeping yours, or what, how are we rolling here?
2: Yeah. In solitude, the mind gains strength and learns to lean upon itself. Uh, Lawrence Stern. I imagine Yoda probably had a quote around this too cuz I, I just watched all 6 episodes of Star Wars again in preparation for uh, you know episode 7 coming out at some point and guy was a pretty cool dude you know he was man he was uh, he
1: was ahead of his time
2: <laughs> that 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 whole show you know for what he put together in 1977 or whatever um it really it really did Lay down the path. I've got a I've got a Yoda quote for you. Train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose, and and maybe um, that's sort of a help when it comes to solitude. Oh, I like that one. Solitude really is about letting go of of having it, uh, connecting up to all the, the chatter and connecting the stimulation, and you know needing to be to to be acknowledged and validated by other people and stuff. It's about just just being comfortable in your own skin so you're like you're letting go of a lot of stuff
1: you know my quote is loneliness expresses the pain of being alone and solitude expresses the glory of being alone again it's about how you framed it that's by paul tillich and uh, i I like that one because it's you know it's it's how you're looking at your experience is dictating you know how you experience your experience so this is a Think, Act, Get. Our episodes are focused on mindset, behavior, and results. And the focus is to pr- improve your life and your business. And everything is directed at you, our listener. We are really happy. We, we enjoy doing these shows. And we do them because you like them. And so this is solitude, time spent alone. What is it? How are you using it? And how is it affecting your life? That's what we've been looking at in this episode of Think, Act, Get. Ezra Firestone, my solitude guru, my wife, Carrie Firestone, James Shramko. Thank you so much. Thank you. And
2: great to have a special guest.
0: This has been another episode of Think, Act, Get with James Shrenko and Ezra Firestone. For more tips and tutorials on how to grow your business faster, visit thinkactget.com and join the newsletter. It's free.